Hello, welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Varelli, founder and CEO. And today we are back in the podcast studio and I've got another special guest coming to us all the way from Norfolk, Virginia, which isn't that far for us. It's only down I-95. Um, I've got Angela Bonner and her sister, Pam Locus. Angela and Pam, welcome to the Project Purple Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, Thank you. the pleasure is all mine. Um, as I mentioned a lot of times on the podcast, um, how we meet people. And I, I think I've said this many a times. Uh, I know we got your profile, your story off of social media, I believe. And, um, you know, right now over the last couple of years, social media tends to be kind of a dark and ugly place. And we try to find the positives in that and, and finding people uh, with inspiring stories to share on this podcast. So, um, you know, we always try to find the positive in everything. And uh, social media for us has been a real positive over the last couple of years, in particular with connecting with survivors and fighters throughout the pancreatic cancer community. So uh, thank you guys for for coming on the podcast. And as I said, before we hit record, the first segment is always our guest opportunity to share their journey, share their backstory um, with us in terms of um, how they got connected with, uh, with pancreatic cancer and what brings them to uh, the podcast today. And with that, I'm going to hand over the mic to Angela. Um, Angela, as I always tell our guests, you can stay as high level as you want, or you can go as far back as you want. And with that, uh, the microphone is yours, as I say. Okay, thank you. I'm Angela Bonner, and I am presently fighting pancreatic cancer. I was diagnosed December the 15th. 2021. At the um, time of my diagnosis, uh, well, prior to my diagnosis, um, I believe it was back in September, October, I became sick, ill, you know, out of nowhere. Uh, I came down with jaundice and, and itching. Prior to that, I went to my um, primary just for a regular, you know, routine checkup. He called me maybe a day or two later and was telling me that um, I had to come in for more testing. Um, I went in for testing. We were, again, prior to that, during the course of that call, the very next day, I promise you, the very next day, I was up, when I got up, I woke up with jaundice. The yellowing of the eyes, the itching of the skin, all of that without an explanation whatsoever. Um, I called my doctor, of course, and, you know, he had me to come in. I went in and he did a battery of tests on me. Um, I was tested for, he was almost certain that it was um, some form of hepatitis. I was tested for hepatitis A, B, and C a total of six times, all six times coming back with the um, negative, you know, finding. Um, they took me through, you know, a battery of tests, different tests, lupus, sickle cell. Um, I was asked, had um, anybody come into my home and spray for any kind of pesticides or anything. All the while, I'm getting worse and worse with the jaundice, the itching. Um, my stools begin to change colors. Mm -hmm. fatigue had set in my, my health just went downhill 
I meant fast, rapidly, very, very rapidly. Fast forward, I was uh, referred to a um, gastro doctor who performed um, more tests. Finally, he did an uh, endoscopy on me. And he found, that's when he found um, that my bowel duct was blocked. My gastro doctor wasn't satisfied with just my bowel duct being um, blocked. He said that he felt like it was much more going on with me, considering all the symptoms that I were displaying at the time. Um, he asked me to come back the following week to do a second endoscopy. And that's when he found um, that I had, um, I was found to have had a tumor on my pancreas and he did, you know, let me know that it was cancer. And that was December the 15th, 2021. And from that day to this day right here, I'm still trying to process it. I'm still trying to, um, I don't know if I want to say accept it because I, I believe that daily I'm accepting it. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, put it into words, my thoughts, my feelings. All I know is I'm in the fight of my life. According to my um, physician, they seem to have caught it early on. Um, it's, a, it's The tumor itself is wrapped around some main arteries and veins. I am a candidate, which I am so, so, so grateful for that I am a candidate for the Whipple surgery. Prior to me having the Whipple surgery, I have to have chemo in which I've already done eight rounds of chemo. I'm, um, they scheduled me 12. I've done eight so far. I'm in my, today makes the second week of radiation. I had a scan done back in mid-April and it did show signs of the tumor Um it was no, no, no sign of spreading at all. So I'm, I'm grateful, you know, for that, that chemo is working. I have, ha I have had no significant side effects from chemo other than um, the fatigue. Um, what is it? I lost my train of thought. I'm very fatigued from time and the neuropathy has been a um, major side effect for me. Um, some constipation, but I'm, I'm seem to be getting a handle on that as long as I'm able to, uh, as long as I remember to take, um, you know, my Metamucil and my fiber, um, supplements daily. Um, again, I'm in the fight of my life and I, I'm, I'm educating myself. I'm educating, trying to educate my family, anybody, you know, that I come in contact with that care to listen to my story. I'm trying to educate myself so I can better educate them along with, uh, I've my family have, has even begun fundraising and um, giving to the Cancer Society, um, all in hopes of, you know, because my, my thing is how can you, how can you treat what you can't find? And what I'm learning from this particular cancer when it's a hard, it's hard, very hard to detect. Once it's detected, it's almost too late. 
I'm um as you said, you know, say in the introduction, I'm on, you know, um social media as far Facebook that is, and this the um pancreatic group that I'm in, the stories that I've I read, I mean I stay up all night long sometimes just reading different stories and commenting and encouraging and uplifting and crying with different people. I've come, I mean it's it, it's like I've forgotten about myself, so to speak, and trying to uplift and encourage everybody that, that you know, care to listen to my story or want to share with me as I share with them, because everybody does not have the same support that I have. My support team is, my support team is, is great. I have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful support team. And again, everybody does not have that. When I go to treatment, when I look around me, um, everybody don't 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 have, and not to not to be one to judge by looks because you got to be very careful in doing so. But I can pretty much, you know, look around me and see, you know, the hung down heads and the the the, the like like there's no hope, and I want to offer hope to us all, you know. God knows in heaven, I'm not an island unto myself. I need each and every every soul I come in contact with, I want to encourage, I want to enlighten, I want to uplift, I want to um, pray, I want to um, build up and, you know, encourage all of us, you know, to fight, to fight. Again, I'm not an element to myself, and I dare not think that um, God has favored me so, and not my brother or my sister, who's also in this fight. So that's where I'm at, that's where I'm at with it. Um, I have my days every day, you know, as you can, you know, I'm sure understand every day is not um, a good day for me. You know, I struggle. I struggle daily, really. You know, I'm conscious to, okay, today, what, what, what do I have planned today? I'm up. Let me get up. Let me get dressed and let me do something um, for the fight. I'm always trying to do something for the fight if it's no more than shopping for snacks or books, um, um, crossword puzzles, something to give back when I go into my treatment. I mean, because my treat treatments last me five and a half to six hours when I was doing chemo. That's a long time to be away from, you know, home. Everybody don't come in with snacks. Everybody don't have um, crossword puzzles and you know, things to keep them busy during the course of that time. So I've been fortunate enough to, uh, with the help of my family and friends, to give back offering um, snacks and juices and Gatorade and anonymously, of course, because I don't want nobody to say, you know, Angela Bonner did this because it's not my doing. It's all by the grace of God that has allowed me to do this. And again, um, that's just where I'm at, you know, with it because I'm a firm believer whichever way it goes. Is well with my soul, whichever way it goes. We we all we we're here for 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 just uh whatever the length of time God allows any any of us to be here. We're not here to stay. We all have that day where God is going to call us home. How we're going to go, none of us knows. But I want to be able to again, whichever way this goes, I want to be confident in the fact in knowing that I know God, my God is a healer. I know God has um, given me the, the, the fortitude and 
the grace to shower others, you know, with hope. And that's just my thing. I want to be, I want to be that hope that my brother or sister may not have. Because it's not easy. God knows in heaven and all cancers matter. I don't care what the diagnosis is. Although my prognosis, you know, it, it seems to be good or whatever. And it is good according to my physician. Again, just the mere fact of hearing you have cancer. You know what I'm saying? And and not a, this, this cancer is, is, is mean. It's aggressive. And it's nothing to play with at all. No cancer is for that matter. But I've come to learn and I'm learning daily that pancreatic cancer is a beast. But it picked with the wrong one when it called my name. Cause I'm 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 in, I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. So powerful, Angela. Thank you for uh for sharing that with us. So I, I've got a couple questions and I want to start kind of might go a little bit before diagnosis. Now you said the real main symptoms started around September, October with the jaundice and the itching. But if you look back and hindsight's always 2020, is there, were there situations or was your health okay prior to that or situations I should say that, you know, you look back and go, well, you know, I, I, I was jaundiced like three years ago, but then it went away and I didn't think anything of it. Um, you know, or, or, or something along those lines that again, hindsight's always easy. It's 2020. Um, mm-hmm. cause we know what we know now, but we didn't know back then, but was there a situation before, or was there any other underlying health issues that, um, may have been kind of an indication that something might've been going on? You know, I thought about this, uh, and I do think about this, you know, um, look, looking back, I am, uh, I do have, you know, health issues, underlying health issues prior to my diagnosis. Um, but none that would indicate or to have my doctors to indicate, let's do further testing or, you know, I've, I, 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 I've had um, two hip replacements. Um, I come from a family of obesity. I'm not. I'm in a blind about my father's side of, you know, as far as his medical history, but I come from, you know, um, a history of diabetes and high blood pressure, hypertension and um, gout and arthritis and, you know, all of that, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But as far as jaundice and itching and my back hurting and, Anything that would have um, my physicians to look at my pancreas, no. Mm-mm. And in terms of family history, uh, cancer, has there been a, a history of cancer in the family? I know probably our audience listening at home is going to want me to ask the, the, the follow-up question to that would be genetic testing. Um, again, my father's side, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't know my father's history. Mm-hmm. medical history um my mother um her mother um had cancer my grandfather's mother had cancer i'll let my sister pam share her story she's a 12-year cancer survivor herself um not related to the type of cancer that i'm experiencing now but you know see a cancer um 
but no, it, it was breast cancer for my um, grandmothers, both um, breast cancers. Yes. And so then when you got diagnosed, did they do genetic testing? They should have done genetic testing on you uh, because you're, you just got diagnosed recently and that, that is a requirement. Did anything come back from that or anything that they saw that was linked to some sort of genetic mutation possibly? It, my doctor and I, my oncologist and I talked about that. There's no link, no nothing in the test that revealed that I inherited it, you know, mm-hmm. from maternal or paternal parents nothing wow yeah so you've gone through the chemo regimen your interradiation um sounds like you're having normal uh side effects and i say normal i put those in air quotes right, for absolutely. those those listening because there's nothing normal about neuropathy and and uh the other side effects that happen with with chemotherapy but y- your status quo i guess we would say so is the plan then to do more chemo after the radiation and then retest and see if you are a surgical candidate at that point the plan, as you just stated, um, I will have further um, testing. I do have to finish up the, because um, I was scheduled for 12 rounds of chemo. I've done eight so far. So the last four, uh, according to the oncologist, I will have to do the last four after the third, after the Whipple surgery. So that will complete the of rounds. My uh, radiation is for five weeks. Mm-hmm. Again, today, um, today was my second, uh, I'm starting my second week. Schedule five weeks, five days a week for five minutes. So my number is five, five, five. And then they'll reassess after uh, the, the radiation and, and figure out the next course of action, I guess. Right. I have to go through a um, panel of testing with this, all the different types of um, scans mm-hmm. prior to the Whipple surgery. So I'm scheduled to um, have completed radiation the 25th of July. So I'm thinking maybe that week thereafter or two, that's when the testing will start again prior to me, you know, having um, Whipple, um, the Whipple surgery. I want to talk about something. You mentioned something um, early on about educating yourself and kind of, and and I guess I'm, I I, I would say I'm putting words in your mouth here, as they say, uh, I guess, speaking for you Mm -hmm. where you were just kind of gobbling information, gobbling information, gathering information. Um, from all from all sources, right? To educate yourself on on pancreatic cancer, can you look back? Is that just who Angela is, or was there um, something in this journey that you realized? Hey, like I, I gotta I gotta get information on this, or I gotta get up on this information. Prior to my diagnosis, I I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have researched or sought after um, literature or any kind of material as it pertains to pancreatic cancer per se. Um, breast cancer, 
you know, yeah. Um, my sister's um, type of cancer, yes. But pancreatic cancer, I wouldn't have thought after that particular cancer. Although we have we have a close um, friend whose mother, um, we lost her to pancreatic cancer, you know, and we we supported, you know, that particular friend and, and, and her mother's, you know, um, walk and fight with pancreatic cancer. But um, I, I, I wouldn't have um, thought after, you know, trying to find out about pancreatic cancer. I wouldn't have. But now with the diagnosis, and again, I did mention not just pancreatic cancer, all cancers um, matter. All cancers matter. It's powerful. Do, do you, can you reference on that note? Was, has there been a resource that's been really, really powerful for you um, that you want to share with our audience maybe? Um, whether that's been on social media or the internet or maybe someone that referred you a book or something to that matter? Um, I, I stay on YouTube, um, Pan Can, mm -hmm. the organization Pan Can, um, Purple Stride, you all, um, um, Facebook. Um, there comes a time where um, you would have a person that's in the fight and they're off of information or they're off of uh, referrals. And, you know, I would, you know, jot it down, write it down and follow up like that in hopes of just, just trying to take it all in. Any information that I'm, um, you know, able to obtain from any resource, I'm willing to, you know, learn from it and, and you know, share what I've learned. Not to say that It'll work for the next person, but when you don't know and you don't have testing, like, because as far as I know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, there's no testing for like I can we can go get a colon, you know, not to test, you know, test for breast cancer. There's no test for um, pancreatic cancer at all. Nope, there's not. There's not. So it's probably the most frustrating thing within this disease is that there is no early detection, and unfortunately, no early detection at all. You know, most people are diagnosed late stage. Uh, the fact that, uh, you know, you talk back to your case, you know, that you're you're having these options of potential surgery, uh, you know, given the, the course of uh, action that you're going is super positive um, for a lot of people. That's that's not an option. You know, that's and, not an option, absolutely. And, and and so that's a real frustrating thing as a patient advocate, as we are, we're patient advocate group. Um, you know, we know with all diseases, the earlier you get to disease um, diagnosis, early the, detection is the best detection. Yeah, yeah, you hit it right on the the the, the right on the head there. Um, you know that, and that's the challenging piece, and so. We are pushing. I know there's a lot of groups pushing, um, you know, for early detection. But I, I will say this, though, um, Angela, you know, sharing stories like yours, where you know, you, you if you have itching or weird rashes or you turn yellow, I mean, jaundice is a pretty. I would say out of all the symptoms and signs that are for pancreatic cancer, jaundice, I think to me, and this is my personal opinion is probably the most glaring and the one that, you know, lights up for me because right. yellow is not normal. Right. Um, you know, having lower back pain, 
um, even bowel movements, um, you know, fatigue, those all can be like really random and vague in the sense like, hey, you just ate something or you got the stomach bug and, you know, your Absolutely. bowel movements are all over the place. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're losing weight because, you, you know, we've had people on, you know, that, that they, they've lost weight because they started a new diet routine and, you know, they're working out and they're eating and drinking healthier right. and, you know, weight seems to kind of just fall right off. Back pain, you know, people throw out their back all the time, walking, picking up stuff, you know, there, there's yeah. a variety yeah. of, of ways that that happens, you know, um, you know, and the same can be said for abdominal pain sometimes too, you know, like you may eat something and it just may not sit well. So there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, acid reflux is another one we've heard a lot of, mm-hmm. but again, that could be just dietary, you know, like you, or you went out Absolutely. and had a drink or had a glass of wine and it just didn't sit well. So a lot of them are super, super vague. Even the rat, like we've had people say they had rashes, you know, and that, that could be like, you know, you just use a different detergent in your, uh, mm-hmm. in your clothes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a frustration, you know, from, you know, from the advocacy side and then from the patient side, just a lack of, um, testing when it comes to early detection, because if we look at other specific diseases, like a colonoscopy, right, you have the colon for colon cancer, you have the colonoscopy, very simple procedure. Um, you know, it's, it's painless, you're knocked out and, you know, you'll know, they'll know within, you know, minutes, uh, what's going on, Mm -hmm. you know, for men, you've got prostate, um, you know, PSA tests for women, you've got the pap smear for ovarian cancer. Right. Um, Right. and for women also that they have mammograms for breast cancer, right. You mentioned breast cancer a couple of times and, you know, for other cancers like melanoma, um, you know, they can do all sorts of testing and you can go to a, um, a dermatologist and, you know, he can kind of tell right away if something is cancerous or not typically. Um, and you know, if he needs to, he can, he can find out pretty quickly. And that's kind of a surface cancer, right? Um, mm-hmm. So it, it is super, super frustrating. It's very frustrating. That it's very frustrating. We are in 2022. Um, and I don't think we've, uh, well, we've gotten a little bit better. We do know that genetics do play a piece into uh, pancreatic cancer. About 10% of the cases you know, nationally are, are from some sort of genetic mutation. So if we can identify folks with certain genetic mutations that are not cancerous that don't have the cancer yet, I should say. And then we can put those people in surveillance, um, you know, and, and that's kind of a, of a shorter stroke for, for that population. But the hope is that, you know, by what we learn from that segment of the population in particular, we can hopefully then bring to the greater percentage of people and in the, in the, the general population in terms of pancreatic cancer and potentially come up with screening and diagnostic tools that potentially would be able to tell clinicians and doctors that something's not right and someone Absolutely. needs to be seen ASAP versus, you know, these symptoms and signs like even to, I mean, I hate picking on doctors or, you know, hindsight is always 2020, right? But you looking at my notes, you started in September and then you were diagnosed in December. So that was three months of not necessarily knowing what was going on, but something was going on. Just imagine if, you know, you went in on a Monday and you found out on a Wednesday, 
you know, or Thursday, you know, that week you'd find out like what really is going on. And, and I think yeah, that's what this time is of the essence with yeah. this particular cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Time, time is certainly of the essence. And so that's where I hope we get to, but you know, this is again, going back to you sharing your story, you know, maybe someone listening, you know, is going through something very similar in the sense that they've got jaundice, they've got some itchiness, um, you know, they've got some, some GI issues and, you know, they're not getting all the right answers. Maybe that's the shout out to them, Angela, to advocate, to, you know, do an endoscopic ultrasound or go see a GI specialist right away. Don't wait. Right. Um, you know, and so that's kind of the hope that we, that we hope here at Project Purple with this podcast by sharing these stories of how people were diagnosed and the signs and symptoms that they had and, and the stories that they share that we hope we do our part in helping to raise awareness and, and, you know, amplifying. I think that's the other piece of this is we just need some more amplification. Clearly you and I are in this space every day, but most people don't talk about pancreatic cancer. Um, you know, day in, day out, you know, you hear other cancers, um, uh, whether it's breast cancer or lung cancer, um, right. which are a little bit more popular, I guess, if mm -hmm. there's a popularity contest, right. um, mm -hmm. in the cancer space. Um, but that's where I hope, you know, this podcast as well amplifies the messaging of what pancreatic cancer is and continuing to raise awareness for people like yourself and for people that will be diagnosed tomorrow, the next day and next week and for months beyond that. Yeah. So mm. I, I, I mentioned, um, we talked about educating yourself and then there was something else that I, that I heard you talk about a bit early on as well that I wanted to talk about and that's faith. Mm. Um, what has your faith been for you during this journey? And and I want to start there and then I have another question on that. Okay. My faith has my faith has and is being tested. You know, because it's easy to say, I believe, I trust, I can count on, I can depend on whom wherever your faith is, you know, geared to or girded in. Cause we, you know, um, when everything is going super well, when you don't have a weary in this world, it's easy to say that you're rooted and grounded. But the minute um, life, when I say life, because you know life can sometimes throw us some curveballs and lemons and all that, and you know just trials and troubles and all that, will you still be able to stand and say? I have faith and I believe and I know. And I'm a firm, 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 firm believer that my God is able and he's a healer. And I, 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 I live my life that way. I, I confess that. I speak that. I try to um, let that show in how I live and how I, I don't want to be I don't want to say one thing, but say one, say a certain thing, but my life is not displaying what I say and what I believe. I'm a firm believer. My faith is strong. I'm rooted and grounded in my Lord and Savior. That's all I have. That's all I know. I know nothing else. And again, I don't want to, I don't want to be a cheerleader because I have every need met and I went to the doctor and my report was good. And, um, you know, there's no worries, there's no concern. So I'm good. I'm happy. I'm shouting and I'm in a celebratory mood. 
that's 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 easy. That's easy. But when the when the report doesn't come back that way, in which it didn't for me, December the 15th, 2021, I didn't get a, you know, a clean bill of health. You know, I got I got a, a report whereas, you know, you you have pancreatic cancer and and this thing can go either way. And the where my tumor is located, I think I did um, mention that it's wrapped around veins and arteries mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. You know, that's not a good report. That's not a good report for anybody. But I still want to be, even in that bad report, there's hope. There's hope. I have grandchildren. If I didn't mention it before, I have grandchildren. I have um, four daughters. I have nieces and nephews. I have other um, children that that call me mom. I didn't have them biologically, but I'm mom to them. I'm auntie to them. You know, I'm a mother. I'm a friend. I'm a wife. I'm a I'm a I'm a leader. You know, and I and I'm and I'm going to say this. I'm a survivor. That's who I am. I'm a fighter, and I would dare not. I have a um, a bag that says cancer chose the wrong chick and I live by that day in and day out since day one of the diagnosis my faith is strong do I have days where I get up and I don't want to get up in my mind I don't want to get up but I know I have to get up then I have days that that because of this the ugliness and the just the awfulness of this disease itself won't allow me to get up, you know, but I fight day in and day out to show up at my very best, at my very best, declaring and decreeing that, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm in this fight and I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up because I want my brothers and my sisters who's also in this fight or whatever type of um, diagnosis that they may have. Um, have received to know that there is hope there's hope and we, we we all have something to be hopeful for be it in you know just looking out the window open up your blinds just to see the sunshine that's hope that's hopeful to me i'm the, the forecast here in north virginia they're calling for a, a storm later on today i'm so looking forward to this storm you know just the small things that we would ordinarily you know take for granted I try to see the, the 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 good in everything and in everybody for that matter. But you know, that's where I'm at in, in my in my faith. That's all I have. I'm a very strong woman of faith. That's so powerful. Um, but I, I, I gotta ask the question, Angela. Can you look back? Was there a moment in time? and I call it a tipping point, that that occurred? Or was that something fundamentally that you were raised in, that you believed in, and you've always been that way? I was brought up that way. I was brought up that way. I don't care. Um, I come from very strong women, very strong women that that taught us about God and to believe and to hope for the best and you know, I don't care what the situation is. You don't have to look like what you're going through and um, believe God and God has never failed us yet. And that's all I know. 
And I didn't just get that from my mother and my grandmother. I got that from neighbors who was also rooted and grounded in their faith. I got it from older women who would um, be in whatever the struggle was, you know, in their life at that particular time. They had hope. And although their situation was one way, they spoke a different way, contrary to what they were going through. They spoke differently. And I used to say, well, how can you say this, that, and the other when clearly before you is something totally, it looks grim. Your situation looks very, very grim. So how can you speak something that you can't see, that you can't um, feel or, you know, how, how, how can you speak contrary to what was right before you? And that's what faith is. That's, that, that's what I believe it is. That's what I know it to be. Speaking those things that are not as though they, as though they are. Because if I believe if you, if you speak to your situation, you will speak to your situation enough to you start seeing things change. And another thing I'm learning, and I know to be true, the situation may not change, so to speak, but you will begin to change the way you think about it or accept it or deal with it or handle it. You know, I believe in journaling. When I got this diagnosis, I didn't want to write about it. And I just started writing again last week because this is my reality. I didn't want to accept it. I didn't want to, because to me, seeing it on paper meant that it was real. Where it is real, hello, you, 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 eight rounds of chemo, you going into radiation. We're talking about a very, very dangerous um, surgery, you know, all that. It's, this, this is your reality. And I have to encourage myself every single day that this is my reality. And just because whether I put it on paper or not, whether I write it down or not, it's real. It's real. So I, since last week, I've started back journaling. So to go back to your question, where, how, you know, my, my faith, that, that's where my faith is. That's where I get my faith from. It comes from way, 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 way years, years ago. You just mentioned something that just my a light bulb in my head went off. Was the journaling, you said that it, it became real. So do you think that's part of acceptance of the reality of, of what you have in front of you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because of the part of me, you know, I told my, I'm not going to write about this. When I first shared my diagnosis, and my family and friends, you know, would give me, you know, bring me gifts and, you know, trying to encourage me. I got so many notebooks and pads and pens and, and I'm like, okay, okay. But I wanted to block it out, sort of speak. Because again, to me, writing it down, that, that, that it made it real. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to accept it at the time. I didn't. And although I started back writing last week, prior to me starting writing to writing about it last week, in my mind, I, I'm telling myself, okay, this is real. It's very real. You know, it, it, it is real. You, you know, you, you, you have um, the, the constipation, the diarrhea, the fatigueness, um, 
the mouth um, soreness, you know, um, I've even had um, that source in my mouth, but I was suffering at one point with fever blisters and, um, you know, the side effects from chemo and all, all this, this gravely ill disease. So it's very much real, whether I write a, choose to pick up peeing a pad or not, it's real. So I've come to accept it. And in my acceptance of it, it's time to fight. It ain't time to, 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 to dismiss it and hope it or pray it to go away. No, it's time for me to do my work. It's powerful. I got a couple questions left here for you. Uh, and then we'll, we're going to share where our audience can connect with you. My first question, and I'll preface this by saying, so we get a lot of calls into our office pretty much once a week on this topic. And I always like asking survivors about this. You've mentioned friends. We have a lot of family here uh, today joining us. You've mentioned family. The question that we get, and I'm going to ask you the question, how to, the answer for is someone gets, uh, someone calls in and says, Hey, my neighbor or a family member just got diagnosed. What's the best thing that I could do for him? So my question to you is, Angela, what's kind of, and it could be a couple things. I'd love to hear your feedback on this. What's kind of some of the best things that friends and family have done for you since you've been diagnosed? And the reason being, I think people don't know what to do. Um, and sometimes, you know, I think people either overreact or underreact, and that could mm -hmm. have negative or positive ramifications Absolutely. on those relationships. So with that, I'd love to hear your advice on, and you know, what friends I, and family have done for you. I would say not treating me like the disease, the illness. Don't treat me that way, you know, because I'm definitely, um, I'm going to do all I can not to behave that way. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm not, you know, I don't want a pity party. I don't want I don't want my family and friends to pity me. I want y'all to link link up with me. Link up with me and, and help me fight this thing by educating ourselves. Be there, be, be, be there for me in that sense. You know, um, but definitely um don't 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 pity me. Please don't pity me because I have enough. I do that enough when I'm in my own time by myself. Mm -hmm. You know, and I have um, like I said, my support team is outstanding. I can call any one of my sisters. I can call my children. Just a telephone call away. You know, I have friends that I can any time of the night. Tara, she'll see my. We'll be on. Facebook, two, three o'clock in the morning. She'll see that green light on and she's texting me. You know, you all right? What you doing? You okay? You know, and, and I love it. I'm, I'm up going through or maybe not going through just up, can't sleep, you know, or I'm encouraging, you know, another fellow um, sister or brother that, you know, it's going to be okay. And, you know, but by all means, don't please, no, no pity over here. Mm -mm, don't have time for that. I make no time to feel sorry for it. It's too much work to be done. And we can cry about it later. We I, can definitely cry about it later. But for right now, we we, we have work to do. I love it. I, lo I, I love the response to that. 
Um, and I love the fact that uh, you have people reaching out to you at, at two, three o'clock in the morning when they see the green lights on on Facebook. I have that. It's nothing for my sister Pam and my niece to, you know, do the um, video call. And yeah. They won't stop till they get me now. They would not stop till they get me, you know. But I yeah. Love it. I love and when, it. when they reach me, they're not talking about cancer. They just want to, you know, what you're doing, what you're eating on, what you got planned for tomorrow or helping me, like, I don't want to say forget, but not focusing on because it comes a time where we have to talk about it. Yeah. And we have that time. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. But you don't have to be immersed in it. 24 7 right like you, you, you know the reality of it and everyone in your circle your support knows the reality of it but it doesn't define you it's not you that's not who i am yeah so not powerful I'm so, so powerful. much more than that so powerful uh next question and i want to bring pam in here on this one too as well pam um from your perspective, but first let's, let's go to Angela. And the question is someone listening to this podcast just got diagnosed today. They're listening to it same day. Mm. What would be your advice to them from your perspective? And then I'd love to get Pam's perspective on it as well. My advice to that person would be. Mm. Pray, pray, and maybe, maybe um, pray, stay positive, and stay hopeful. Hopeful. Every every testimony I've read or heard, you know, it it, it doesn't all end in death. You know, it's a struggle, it's a fight. So, but my 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 advice would be just to keep a positive attitude. Hope for the best, even when the when when the oncologist and your medical team tell you the worst. Hope, look for the best. It's always hope in every bad situation. I believe that. Not that everybody may believe that, but that's my that's my belief. Hope for the best. Hope for the best, and live each and every day like like it's your last. But while you're living, live. Do something that you wouldn't have not ordinarily done. You know, go to a play, read a book, or love on your family even the more. Love on your family even the more. That would be my advice. That's 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 all I have. That would be my advice. It's phenomenal. Pam, I want to ask you in, yes. in, in your experience, and I know you've got you've gone through cancer as well, but you know, seeing what, yes. what Angela's gone through. Uh, what advice would you give to a family member that maybe has a loved one battling from that perspective and, and also maybe share your thoughts, uh, you know, going through your own fight? Well, I would have to say um, same thing that Angela says, said, um, fight. For my, for my experience, you know, I took it with a grain of salt. You know, I had my dentist to diagnose me with oral cancer. And or cancer doesn't, you don't hear about that a lot. Hmm. Or cancer, I had severe or cancer. Um, I had a tumor at the top of my um, root of my mouth, and I thought it was a gumball. Hmm. And I painted no mind, so I kept putting, you know, or gel up there and thinking it'll go away. And um, 
when I went to my dentist, he did a biopsy and came back. It was stage four cancer. And it was, like I said, it was a severe cancer where um, I got diagnosed December the 8th, 2008. Mm. And um, it was so severe that I had to have surgery January the 9th of 2009 because he had to hear if I get it out. It wasn't it didn't spray it. It just was like centimeters away from my brain cell, my brain, which it could have spread it, but it just stayed right there the whole time that I went through all of this. And um, I went through five surgeries. I did, I did five, five treatments of chemo and sixteen treatments of radiation. Then I did thirty-five days of hyperbaric where they get all the chemo and radiation out of it. So it's, it, it's been a journey, but from that day, December 8, 2008, my thing was when my um, dentist told me that he he just, you know, hugged me and the nurse came in and hugged me. I was like, I'll be all right. That was, this, this was my, this was my attitude. I'm going to be all right. I said, I got two kids to raise. I'm not going to let anybody else raise my kids. I'm going to fight this. God, me and you, me and you going to fight this. Mm-hmm. And that's been my, that's been my attitude from that day to this day. I get up every day. I have to fight to get myself together. I wear, um, I wear a prosthetic piece in my mouth because without that, I'm not able to talk and eat, spit, whatever it is. I don't write journals and stuff, but I started singing and stuff they told me that I couldn't do anymore. So that's my journey. I sing to myself all the time because my uh, mom was a singer and she was a she was a journalist too. She wrote everything, always writing us letters and you know, i you know, we would joke and say, Mom wrote you a letter. I was like, yeah, she got I got a letter too. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that was, you know, but for me, I I sing, you know, I encourage myself. I, I don't need no cheerleading squad. I, and my sister say all the time, you're a fighter. You you so strong. You do stuff. No, because this is my, my fight. And not to be so trying to be arrogant or conceited or anything. I have to take care of me because I know what's best for me. And the God and Lord and then the Lord knows what's best for me. So I have to keep pushing and doing it. You know, every day. I don't want to get up every day. It's hard for me to get up. Don't nobody see what goes on behind closed door, but God Almighty and my husband and, you know, myself. This is not an easy journey for me. I'm still fighting it. And am I scared? Yeah, I'm still scared because cancer runs in our family strong. So every time I see an ache, feel an ache of pain, I'm, you know, I'm wary. You know what I'm saying? But I believe in God. That's my faith. You know what I'm saying? I walk with this, the armor of God. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's just, you know, that's what I do. I don't let it hold me down. I keep it going. I'm with you, Angela. I have grandkids and nieces and nephews and, you know what I'm saying? V and I told, like I said, I told my doctor, I'm not going to die from this. First of all, I'm too young to die from it. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not dying from this. I said, God, I talked to God. I said, God, I'm not dying from this. This is not when I'm, how I'm going out. I'm not going out from this. So I've, I've been fighting ever since 2008. I fight every single day. 
I know what he's. I know what the doctor said, but who report what I believe? I believe the Lord's report. I believe he report. I fight every day. I had a heart attack. I, I'd have been sick. I'd have had a, a, a blood clot in my lung. I fight. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. I don't give up. I don't give up. I don't give up. Well, thank you for sharing that with our audience and, and with us here, Pam. I mean, it's, uh, it's powerful. I, I think, you know, listening to you speak as well as Angela, um, you know, you got to find, you got to find that motivation. Um, and it might be your family. Yeah. It might be your faith. Yeah. Uh, it might be your job yeah. sometimes, uh, but you got to keep getting up and, and keep fighting. And then something that, um, you know, I've said often uh, to some people, but um, I don't know if it, if it resonates sometimes. Uh, but you know, I, I think life is not about being on top; uh, it's about getting back up when life knocks you down. Yeah. Um, as we know, life knocks yeah. you down plenty of times, and I think cancer is that it knocks you down. Cancer yeah. has a really unique way of knocking you down, knocking you down almost. Absolutely. Yeah every week uh yeah you know so i think it's a real real challenge can i I say one more thing yeah okay angela i admire you so much not just as my sister my big sister but the who the person you are you understand what i really do because you have really you have given me motivation all over again all over you to just listening to you today, you have given me motivation all over here. And we're gonna fight this thing to the end. You know how we do. You know what we're made of. You know, I I love you. I'm here for you. Tara, I love you. Tanaya, I love you. My brother, I love y'all. And we're gonna fight to the very end. But listening to you today, you gave me so much hope because you are a fighter and I love you and I believe everything that God is going to make a way for you and it's going to be a, a blessing where everybody going to scratch their head but like, well, she was going through this and going, let them talk, Angela, let them talk. But I love you and we are in this together. Without a, without a doubt, I love you Mr. too. I love you too, and you 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 have been my example of strength and hope, and um, you know, you 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 are my example. You are my example. Not that I haven't had examples before, because both of our grandmothers, you know, had um, you know, cancer or whatever. Right. But you, right. firsthand, has been the example of hope and strength and perseverance and you know, I got this and I can do this. And I encourage you to keep up the fight. I encourage you Thank you. to stay positive. I encourage you, you know, to run on to see what the end is going to bring. You know, I, I encourage that. God knows I encourage that. You know, so I'm, 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 I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Lord knows I'm, I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful for my family. I'm, I'm grateful for this platform. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm so glad I did it. I'm so glad we talked about it. And you know what I'm saying? Somebody hear us. Somebody listening to us. You understand what I'm saying? Somebody I like I said, 
Like I'm 12 years free, but it took me a long time to get here because they wasn't hearing, you know, or cancer. They didn't want to hear about that. They don't want to, you know what I'm saying? They, it's very few, and it's a very rare disease, but it's very few people that has it, but they don't talk about that. They talk about breast cancer and lung cancer and so on and so on, but they won't talk about cancer. Like you say, all cancer matter. Yeah. All cancer matter. And I thank God for my family and my husband and my, and my clients for over 30 some years. My clients has been there for me, you know, when I was down, they still, you know, was there for me, encouraging me. And I got up and kept every morning get, going to the shop, doing a hand, wasn't feeling good, but I was there, you know what I'm saying? And I still go, I still go 34 years strong of being their hairstylist. And I thank God for each and every one of my clients. I do. I do. Powerful stuff here, ladies. I, uh, I've got one question left here for Angela, but, um, I, I gotta say that, that, you know, I've been doing this over four years. Um, Ooh. and we've had, I don't know, this is probably, we're in the two hundreds in terms of guests and I've never had a family. We've had families come on. I've had spouses, um, We've guests with their kids, but I've never had like a, a sisters, nieces, and um, I wish we were in a room because we could all hug each other and, uh, and tell everyone Absolutely. it's going to be all right. But the love that I hope our audience can feel through the podcast is is really special. Um, and again, I go back to the very beginning. We're in a really weird time uh, in this country, and and to see. A family's bond and the strength that you guys have gotten from each other is really, really special. So uh, I want to thank you guys for sharing that with our audience and and with me, Angela. I've got my last question here for you, and and this is always the it, it's a thoughtful question. There's no right or wrong to it, and I always say this is kind of the hardest question that I ask um, our guests. In your experience and, and what you've gone through and what you're going through, how do you define the term pancreatic cancer? I define pancreatic cancer as mean. I define it as horrible. I define it as disgusting. I define it as unfair. I define it as disrespectful. <laughs> um, I define it as um, a challenge. It's a challenge. It's a challenge of anyone's faith, anyone's belief. It's a, it's, it's, it's a challenge for very, 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 very ugly, very ugly. Very ugly. And that's my description of it. It's powerful. There's no right or wrong. It's it's your definition. And uh, I thank you for sharing that with myself and the audience. Our last thing here, um, as we mentioned early on, and I know you mentioned social media a bit, 
if our audience listening, maybe there's someone in the Norfolk area, there might be someone throughout the world, quite frankly, because uh, we've had guests that have been on the podcast that have connected from people uh, with people from all over the world. But where's the best place for people to connect with you? If someone wants to talk to you about what you're going through or just loves what you're saying and they want to connect with you on Facebook or on uh, wherever that may be. I, I I guess I was presumptuous there saying Facebook because I was thinking back to what you were saying, how you were on Facebook at three o'clock in the yeah, morning mm-hmm. and, and, and your sister was hitting you up. Uh, but where's the best place for uh, for people to connect with you if you could share that with them? In, in and everyone, you know, they're invited to connect with me. 757-698-8670. Anytime, any hour, day or night, seven days a week, whenever, however. And I'm um I'm Angela Johnson on um Facebook, but that's my direct um telephone number, seven five seven six nine eight eight six seven zero. Awesome. And I make myself available anytime. Angela, thank you so much. Pam, thank you for for sharing your thoughts and and we continue to pray for you for your recovery and continue to stay cancer free. Angela, it's, it's been awesome. It's been an honor to have you as a guest on the project purple podcast. I was taking notes, as I said, and and you mentioned something that I, I wrote at the very top. And I think this sums up our conversation is that cancer chose the wrong chick. Yeah. That is uh, so poignant and so perfect for this interview. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this platform. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. If you like this episode, feel free to share this episode. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, please be safe. That's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple Podcast.